what's the best way to to reduce your your carbon footprint is to use a product as long as you can it's to go away from this fast consumerism where you change things constantly you know the whole point is when you buy your cloth you know that it's going to be reliable and you can use it for longer than anything you can find in retail Welcome to On The Mission with Norwex Learning Network. I'm Amy Kadora. I created this show to help raise awareness about issues that can impact our quality of life, including harmful chemicals, plastic pollution, and sustainability. We'll also explore the simple changes that you can make to improve you, your families, and the planet's health. I am really excited to be talking to someone very special for today's podcast and someone that I don't think very many of you have had an opportunity to meet, but his name is Julian, Julian Dufour, Dufour, correct me, Julian, say it right. It's Julian Dufour, you're Uh, almost there, almost there. Much more beautiful than I would have ever said it. Um, But Julian is the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, general manager, managing director, it's as you, yeah, it's general manager. The, the general official. manager. So head of the uh, Norwex China Research and Development. Now, give me the full title of the facility there. Um, let's call it Norwex China. It's the, um, <laughs> yeah, the textile innovation center. It's basically the factory, the R&D center, the, the overall product development office, and then the, the, the trading part of the business that goes with it. So it's the whole Chinese entity that we have here. So basically it's where the magic happens is what you're trying to say. Uh, (laughs) You can put it like this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, give it, listen, Julian, give us a little bit of background of kind of how, you know, where you started, how you came to know Norwex. I know you've been with us for many, many years. You've been through us from, you know, being a small microfiber company with with personal care and household to now, obviously much larger. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I've been with Norwex for four years now. Um, I was brought in just at the moment where we switched facilities from the old factory into the new factory. So I was I was given the gift when I arrived to move into a brand new factory. Everything was, you know, shining and perfect. So that 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 part was a nice uh, arrival gift. And I had basically, you know, the responsibility to, to take it from there and, you know, keep on making it grow and help with the the, the supporting the growth of the group and, uh, you know, working with the R&D team, the product team to bring forth, you know, new ideas, innovations. Uh, my background is in engineering, so I uh, French, as you can hear. <laughs> I France lived in France my almost my whole life. Um, I moved to China now twelve years ago. Yeah, twelve twelve years ago. Uh, initially, just for you know student student exchange program in uh, in Chinese university, uh, and I was studying. Uh, environmental engineering, so not textile related, but there was already kind of a connection with Norwex at the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, so in water treatment, air treatment, all of this. Um, I graduated and I said, you know what, I'm going to stay in China just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, just uh, to do like a few internships and stuff. Experience it a little bit, yeah. Exactly. And then, and that's extended for another, yeah, 10 years. Wow. So, um, 
so now I'm, I'm here, married, two kids, and, um, <laughs> and didn't plan on that, but I'm still here. Um, so I, I worked in, um, I was already living in, um, in the city near the factory in Suzhou, so not very far away from where the factory is, uh, working for another entirely different uh, company, but in the manufacturing industry. So we were doing um, safety equipment, so PPEs. Now everybody knows what PPEs are. That came in uh, handy, didn't that, last year? That came in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, and I was, I was in charge of the lab, I was in charge of the quality there, and then I supervised the, uh, the operations for the shoes factory. I worked on different programs to set up the mask factory as well. So that, like you said, came in handy last year. Mm. Um, and I was contacted by the, uh, the previous head of the factory as he was transitioning and moving out of China. And uh, you know we had we had a very good connection and and, and I love the uh, the concept and the, and the values of the company so I, I jumped on board and switched to to Norwex four years ago. Oh, and we're we're so glad to have you. So very 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 talented. So tell us a little bit about the factory. I know this is that that facility is something that we are all very proud of, and would just like to hear from you a little bit about it. I know we often talk about the United Nations Global Compact, of which Norwex China is uh, obviously a member, has been for probably more than a decade now. But but tell us a little bit about it, because I don't, you know, I think it's pretty amazing that the same way we do business in um, North America or in Europe or Australia or, or Malaysia, we have that same culture within the, the Norwex China team as well. So love to hear a little bit more about how that works for, for you. Yeah, despite the fact that, you know, we, we are operating in a country or in an area where the, the, the culture is very different, we managed to bring a, like a corporate culture that's still remaining, the values are still very present in the way we, uh, we work with our staff. And so you were mentioning the, the Global Compact. Global Contact, I think we started, about 15, 12 years ago, so really when the factory was just, uh, just starting, um, very relevant at the time to, you know, to prove and ensure that, and to show to everyone that we were treating our staff very fairly, that we were respecting all the uh, international guidelines, right. all of that points. We clearly, I mean, we're still UN, part of the UN Global Compact Initiative, we're still very proud members of this, but we, we went way beyond that. You know, we are in terms of the, 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 the salaries we are paying to our staff, to the overall um, benefits, uh, the medical insurance, the uh, retirement fund, we are, we are going extra. We are not just following the regulations. We are you know, committing to more than just that. Like we, um, we, every two years, we try to take our staff on a, on a company trip. Mm. Uh, so we, we, we had to skip one year. I think 2019, we, we, we missed that year. 2020 was supposed to be the year we were going to go on a trip again. And then, you know, COVID happened. So everybody was a bit wondering whether this was still going to, you know, are we still going on a trip or not? We were beyond busy last year, as you can guess. (laughs) And we still managed to find the time um, while we were expanding a bit the factory to say, you know what, we're going to shut down the factory for five days anyway. So let's take it on a trip. So we spoke uh, spoke with Julie, spoke with the board. And they, uh, they've all agreed, and we went on a super nice trip south of China, 
so we had to stay within China. China is, you know, it's quite quite safe right now regarding to the um, to the pandemic. Uh, but we went to the, uh, the the furthest southest part of China, really in the island of Hainan. Um, and for for many staff, it was the first time this was a sea, mm. swimming. So it was pretty yeah, pretty good experience. Yeah. That's uh, but that, like we we have like, we're just starting a benefit now where um, to you know the the problematic of attracting staff and keeping our staff and keeping them motivated and happy goes beyond just paying well. We pay beyond what the the local salary level is, but we we want to be seen you know locally as very attractive companies, whether it's for workers for the for the the, the office staff for the for the R&D staff, you know, we try to attract talents in all, in all areas. Mm-hmm. And it's, we are located in a small city. So the challenge we sometimes have is that some people living in bigger cities like Shanghai, not very, not very far away, not always willing to commit to, you know, the, uh, the, the transit time to come to the factory. Right. So we need to give them, you know, we need to incite them a bit. And at the same time, we want the old staff to still feel like, you know, we are not just trying to bring new people, we are still rewarding the the staff that had been here for, for 10 years or, or more. Uh, so benefit was starting now. It's um, one of the challenges we realized for many of the workers where you, they, they work long hours. We sometimes have to do some other time. So they, they have to stay more than eight hours in factory, sometimes 10 hours, depends on, you know, on the planning arrangement. And the challenge they have is many of them uh, are, you know, moms, they have kids. And the, the grandparents in China are traditionally taking care of the kids. Um, but often there is always a challenge about, okay, when the kids are finishing school, who goes and pick them up? Because the husband is working, the wife is working, uh, so how do we do this? And so we are starting this year now, we are um, uh, offering a service where we are paying agencies. Uh, so we, we went out and looked for this kind of private agencies that go pick up the child and for, for an extra two hours, we'll take the kids in a place where they can prepare their homeworks, do some reading until the parents leave work and can go pick them up. So we, oh, we wow. offer like an after-school service program. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was a way to convince many of the many of the workers and the office staff mm-hmm. to be like, ah, okay, that you know, it makes a big difference for them. It's right. not, it's not just about you right. know the position. You know, it's, it makes a big difference as okay, that really that really helps. I can you know, it makes a big difference for me too. Right. You know, it's funny because I used to say when when I went to the to the facility there a few years ago, um, the things that I noticed also within the facility were um, just pretty, pretty, really actually nicer than what we had here in some ways, you know, like the in in the warehouse, um, you know, it's air conditioned in the warehouse there, whereas here in, in Dallas, we, we don't have air conditioning in our warehouse currently. So, um, and, a, and an amazing, um, uh, I think you called it a canteen, but this was a place where everybody could come mm-hmm. and who, you know, there's, there's meals served there regularly of which they can, they can take advantage of. So lots of, I think, wonderful support for the staff, which you're right, just keeps them, uh, it's, it's fully aligned with who we are and um, just further strengths, strengthens that relationship that we have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one of the things I know that you have done for uh, as long as I've I've been here is the element of charitable that the the Norwex China team participates in, just like we do here, both with our home office team uh, corporately and also with our consultants. I know that that you have uh, you and your team have often rallied 
around certain causes there, right? Right, right. We try to do every year some charity sales where we, um, you know, we have in our, in our factories, we have extra big red product that we can sell on the market uh, or anything that's been discontinued that is no longer, you know, part of our range that we, um, we, uh, we, we, we validate with the, um, the board, you know, what's, how do we arrange for those sales? We do it and we, the money collected goes to different charities in, um, in China. So we work with orphanage uh, in, the, um, in the area. Uh, I forgot where we, I think last time was an initiative in Tibet. I forgot exactly where, but it's, uh, we, we've, we've been doing this like every year, every two years. So we have actually, we have a charity sales coming uh, by late May, early June. So we'll be, uh, we'll be doing the same type of activity uh, this year again. And do you so. do, do, I'm vaguely remembering if, if there's an employee that needs some extra support or help, sometimes they will even rally sure. around and collect mm-hmm. funds from the employees to help this person. Sure, sure, sure. So whether it's like, um, you know, non-work-related accidents or, you know, like disease in the family, anything where, you know, they, the, they need assistance beyond the, the normal social net, I would say, right. um, you know, we, they, they are part of the family. So we, we try part to. Part of the family, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That was exactly what I what I felt when when I was there too. So, well, I, I love I love everything that you're saying, and certainly as somebody that's visited there, I can I can wholeheartedly agree um, as well and confirm that. Um, all right, let's let's shift a little bit over to, of course, um, the key topic I'm sure for everyone is our microfiber and. One of the things that you know we we certainly talk a lot with our our customers and with our consultants is our microfiber and in particular the backlock that mm-hmm. silver agent the micro silver agent that goes into it and and really helps to build on the uniqueness of what our product does compared to to other other types of microfiber. Can you share a little bit about? maybe that process of, of how we go through it. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, I know you've said to me before, it's complex, it's, it's not an easy process, but just to, talk, share a little bit about that sure. in general. Sure. It's, um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's complex and simple at the same time. It's um, to, to, to break it down very simply, uh, the, the silver itself is, uh, is, a, is, a, is an element that we, you know that is um, uh, we call that a master batch. So it's it's a silver agent is added into a sort of like plastic pellet, mm-hmm. and that plastic pellet is mixed with our polyester that is one of the main constituents of our microfiber. Okay, mm-hmm. so how is it mixed? That's a very very beginning when the polyester is still at the pellet form. Mm-hmm. They are all mixed together, and then they are extruded into those very long filaments. That becomes your microfiber yarn. Right. So the, the the silver agent is really when we say embedded in the in the fabric. Many people say that um, the vast extreme majority of silver treatment that you see on on, on fabrics on cloth on anything is is post treatment. So post treatment as its benefits. Post treatment means it's when you start the first time you use your product. It's right there, readily available on the surface. Okay, it's going to be very potent for the first maybe two or three times, but after a few f- washes, after five washes, ten washes max, ninety-nine percent of it is gone. So mm. the silver is no longer on your fabric. Okay, and there is not many things they can do on that. 
increasing the um, the, the durability of your of your post treatment is a, it's a big challenge, and uh, it's um, you know something that we are looking at for other applications. But for the silver solution, we found is a much more durable one, which really within the polyester. So it's 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 not gonna go anywhere. It's within it's within the yarn itself. Right, and that's you know I know you've also said that it's you, you don't see as many people doing it. It's a it mm -hmm. seems like it's a complex process. It's a, yeah, it's exactly it's a complex process. It is custom made for us. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly, it's an expensive process, right? Uh, because it's you know the the the, the you need a certain threshold amount to have you know this efficacy. Uh, it makes the filament yarn, it makes the microfiber yarn much more expensive than the non-backlog yarn. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, most companies that are doing retail are not going to be willing to uh, to pay the price for the microfiber yarn. It's not going to happen. Okay. Right, right. So, to be different. So that's, that kind of leads us into maybe a little bit of a discussion about the testing that we mm -hmm. do on our microfiber because I, I'm always really amazed at the level of testing consistently that we do, whether it's through production or it's after production to ensure that what we are providing to customers is going to do what we say it's going to do. Can you kind of walk us through maybe the production, you know, as, as it's going through production a little bit, and then what, what sort of testing we do after the fact on each batch or each lot just what, what is what does that look like so um we can divide that into um yeah, different different steps but the uh, the first one is obviously the uh, incoming reception so whatever raw materials you've purchased that you're receiving it, can you work with it um so we do that on all sorts of accessories that we use uh we're going to check whether you know the labels are not are not transferring any colors um, we're going to obviously do it on the microfiber yarn, where we're going to test the strength, the elasticity, physically, is it performing as it's supposed to be? And obviously, at the very initial step of the yarn itself, we already check the antibacterial efficacy. You know, is it is the silver, the content, is, is it correct up to our specs? And is it performing as it's supposed to be? So that we know that this, this yarn can then be used and turned into fabric later on. So that's our incoming inspection. Uh, we go through um, the first part of the production process where we, we make the fabric, basically. Fabric is received. It's inspected here. So we inspect uh, we inspect a very large quantity of, our, of the fabric rolls itself. Uh, so it's not 100% because the volumes are really, really large, but we each batch of, of fabric, so each, each, each tank goes into inspection. So we go and check whether the, there is a stability batch to batch in the color matching in the weight of the fabric. Uh, and we're going to look at that stage when we receive the fabric at the um, AB, so in the intervector efficacy again. So the yarn was validated already, but the process the yarn has been through after, did that have any impact on your on your silver content? Mm -hmm. We go through this second test of uh, intervector testing. So to give you an idea, last year, 2020, we did just above 3,000 tests for the, um, for the backlog. So 3, 000, we tested 3,000 samples. So it's uh, every month, uh, yeah, quite uh, quite a lot. Um, so the fabrics then is qualified. We can we can fabric is the right weight. It's uh, performing in terms of antibacterial efficacy the right way. 
the color is okay. It's not transferring. You know, we are. It's, we, we go through the, 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 the step after. It goes to, to cutting. So cut to piece. After cutting, we have the first phase of piece inspection where 100% of all the cut pieces are visually inspected. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. The idea is the fabric rolls itself. There is there is always gonna be some defect on the fabric roll, and you can't expect your fabric roll to be 100% you know, perfectly right. done, right, and ready to go. There's going to be some areas with a bit, bit of snag here, uh, some areas where maybe the, the fabric is not perfectly straight. So those areas, we need to identify those and pull them out from the production cycle. So that's the part where after cutting, we pull them out. So that's your first 100% visual check on everything. Wow. Uh, we go through our stitching, sewing process. And before packing, we have our last step or 100% visual inspection. So we make sure that the, the finished product with the label, with everything, is good to go. So twice we have this full-on 100%. 100%. We call that 100% quality control. 100% QC is what you're doing on that finished product. Got Absolutely. it. Yeah. Uh, in parallel, on the finished good, we ensure that they meet a certain level of specs. So we're going to do a family washing tests. So what we do basically is we, we take random samples from each batch and we're going to wash them five times in the washing machine. And we look uh, at the shrinkage. We look whether or not the fabric has changed shape in any form. Right. Um, and we're going to look at the water absorbency, the water capillary, meaning how fast the microfiber absorbs water. Water absorbency means how much water can it absorb. And then it's capillaries are fast. Um, color transfer, like I said, and um, yeah, and that's 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 uh, that's already a big part of what we uh, what we do here. So a lot of um, a lot of incoming inspection, a lot of inspection in process, and a series of um, physical durability testing that we do on the on the finished good mm-hmm. before it before it goes out. Wow, you and know, so it's not, oh. sorry, it's not including all the development and R&D tests that we do prior to the product being launched as well. Where we go, for those we're going to, for the R&D product development test, we're going to reproduce the same test as what goes into production. But we go beyond those because we try to look at, you know, we're going to do, for instance, like comparison tests. How does it perform compared to this one, you know? Or we are going to, we sometimes torture a bit the the microfiber and try to uh, (laughs) test criteria that we you know probably never never thought about but you know it's how do we how do we what's the twist on this particular weave or what's the twist on this particular wear shape that makes it more adapted to this or that application you know that's more the uh, R&D testing that we are not then necessarily reproducing after doing the uh, production process right you know I, I remember um, oftentimes you would send me microfiber and it'd be a stack of different microfiber and you would say you know we we need to know if we can approve this this particular fabric Mm -hmm. say there there's a you know there's a quality issue with it and so many times i would look at that and go i'm not seeing the quality issue i don't (laughs) so it it, it, you know I've, i've always been incredibly confident in your team looking at those pieces because they have such an eye a better eye than i do for quality issues. Um, So I can certainly attest to that. All right, so let's talk um, just a little bit about Backlock, our micro silver, and the testing that your team does is really pretty rigorous for it, coming off of the out of production. What happens to it then? 
So it's every every batch of our microfiber is um, sent to. It's actually sent to a third party laboratory. Uh, we don't we don't have the facility here yet mm -hmm. uh, for manipulating bacteria and playing with this. It's a bit uh, you know you, you you need a certain level of accreditation and certification to be able to have this kind of lab. And we um and we are happy to rely on third party labs to you know actually validate that what we do is uh, is correct. Right. So we work with an international lab um, here in in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. Actually, a big uh, it's a big lab from from the UK, and uh, we we have done like I said like we've done above three thousand tests at this lab last year on just just on on backlog. Right. Just on, okay. So that's every uh, every lot of fabric. So we make sure that really the fabric that we use is is performing to the level that we have set for this. Um, antibacterial growth reduction. Right. And, uh, and we do this systematically. systematically. Right. And, and to your point, that that's certainly an investment that your team does to be doing that on every single lot to ensure that every each product that's going out the door that has backlock, our silver agent, our micro silver sure. agent, that it is performing as it should. Sure, 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 sure. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, have, um, we have a team here uh, of, of, of the, the, we have, um, we have a small lab where we do all sorts of physical testing. So all the testing that I was mentioning about the the physical performance in terms of water absorption, water capillary, the shrinkage, the the being able to ensure that the shape is not going to move after a few few washes, mm -hmm. um, the the color consistency batch to batch, all of those physical testings are done by by our team here. Mm -hmm. Same thing on every batch, every batch of, uh, of microfiber. Right. Um, and and the the only test that we outsource but we still track is this backlog testing. So that's in overall, that's a, that's a lot of tests that we, that we handle. It's a lot of tests that we, um, that we, that we go through to ensure that what we, what we, for us, what we work with initially in terms of raw material and for, and for, for the group, what we send and what we put on the market is, is up to our standard. Right. I think it's pretty amazing that process, Julian, that you're talking about all the way through from raw materials through production and then ultimately the final product. There's there's a pretty robust testing and quality control process that I think honestly is second to none. So Yeah, I mean it's something that you don't see normally in the textile industry. Mm -hmm. Like it's not it's not the type of process of quality process that you would see in any other textile companies it's right. uh, I like I was mentioning like I, I was working for a PPE company before where you know the the testing and the the overall quality process is extremely strict because the the product you put on the market some of them are protect your life you know when right. you, when you right. test when you test um, a hard hat or you test um, the face mask or you know you you need to ensure that something this this idea of consistency in your result batch to batch, that the initial testing that you've done during your development, that qualifies your design, right. but it's, it's not enough to ensure that your process is always, you know, perfectly under control. So ideally, in a perfect world, if you have, if your design is right and your process, your manufacturing design is right as well, you should be good to go and not need to test anything because then, but there should be no variables. But in the real world, there is variables. You know, in the real world, things, there is a, the, 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 you know, a chance of things to, to vary a little bit beyond control. So we, we need to ensure that it doesn't happen. So it's not something that you do in the industry because they accept the variance. You know, they accept this deviation. We don't accept it. Right. We don't accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. 
So I know you can't talk a lot, well, or at all, about um, innovations that may be happening uh, in the R&D lab, but what, why don't we talk just a little bit about the, um, the Oikotech certification that we recently launched? I know you and the team were excited about that, had been working hard on that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so I can't talk too much about innovation in R&D, which is a good sign, because if I could talk about it, then there would be not much to talk about. Uh, no, there is a, I can't talk about it because, you know, things are, things are coming. Um, yeah. so we're, yeah. we, have a good, we have a good team here and we are making the, the investment to ensure that we, uh, that we stay at the, um, at, the, at the forefront, you know, that we, right. that we keep innovating and we, just, we don't just rely on what we already have. Um, for the Ecotex, yeah, that was a big, um, a big, uh, big win. Even though, to be to be honest, you know, we we knew that this was uh, perfectly doable for us, but it was about investing the time and the energy to go through the certification process. Um, it's um, it takes a lot of resources to ensure that you you go through that process, especially when you look at our range. We have a very very large range of products, right? Uh, lots of different colors, lots of different shapes, different type of fabrics. So it's a lot of different elements that needs to be tested. Uh, the cost to it is quite quite high, to, to be honest. Um, but I think it's really worth it because right now in the textile industry, in terms of certification, that really guarantees that your that your material, that your process, that every step that goes into making your product is done the right way to ensure that it's not there is no harmful, no 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 potential risk to your customers. That's up to date. That's the best. That's the best right. by far. Right. Um, we are working now on enlarging the range of products that are going to fall into this Oikotech certification. Um, to, you know, I'm, I'm sure many, um, many people are going to ask, you know, why is not everything Oikotech? Uh, it's not that it can't be. It's just the investment and the time to make every single product Oikotech is um, it's very, you know, it's, it's a bit complicated. Every time you have a small change on the design, it's lots of things that have to be retested and re rechecked again. Right. Um, so we are trained really to focus on the, we started really by the main items and now we are trying to enlarge this a little bit further and further and further. And I think over the next few years, we're going to try to keep on increasing the, the range step by step. Uh, we are working on other certifications, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, you know, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I can't yeah. hear that either, but I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um, we are working on this. Um, and uh, no, and lots of, I think the group is making lots of um, investments and, um, and, and, and you know, willing to, it, we, we all understand that R&D and investments in innovation and, you know, qualitative innovation, you know, things right. that really make a difference. That's uh, that's what's the most important. At the end of the day, the the product quality that's what it's all about. It's right. how do we and make sure that we put on the market the best. Right. Well, and and a couple of things that you said that I, I really liked. You know, we knew going into Oikotech certification that we were more than likely going to get it because, quite honestly, our standards are so much higher than even what they require as a as a, a very well respected global. Uh, certification program. So to your point, and you said this earlier, Norwex is higher than even what these certifications are. Yeah, and it's to be noted that we we, we got the Ecotex at the um, level one, which is the uh, the highest, strictest, you know, 
level, just basically the, baby, baby products. Baby products, right. Yeah. So uh, that's the one, you know, and that's for that's everything. That's so, um, yeah, it's, uh, we, we, were, we were quite confident going in that it was not going to be a, that much of a technical challenge. Right. Uh, it was just uh, resources, you know. Doing that in 2020, you know, in our busiest year by far was a challenge, but we, we did it. So. It was definitely a challenge, and, yeah. and you guys certainly rose to it. Um, all right, so, you know, excited about Oikotex and, and what it's um, hopefully helping to, helping customers to better understand who Norwex is and, and some of our, you know, our, what we value and want to ensure that we're not, contributing to the environment in a negative way, certainly human health in a negative way. And I think that, that that's a great certification for the textiles. Now, the other um, you know, innovation that I know we were all excited about was the use of recycled microfiber yarn in, in our, our product. And of course that launched a few years ago. Um, and frankly, to my knowledge, we were the first microfiber cleaning products that were using that technology. So I was thrilled um, when when you and your team were able to make it as good in terms of performance as our current material and continuing even to, I think, increase the amount of recycled yarn that we're using in our products. I don't, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about, about doing that, anything that comes to mind, but I, I felt like that was such a wonderful innovation um, and even leading into the uh, bamboo microfiber combination. So there's some interesting combinations that are happening um, in terms of the, the textile itself. Sure. Yeah, like I said, the, the whole idea is to not just stay with what we have, you know. Right. Um, how, do we, how do we put on the market a, a fabric and a fiber that is the best at what it can do for, for, for its application? Mm-hmm. Um, recycled yarn is, um, I think, um, it's fair to say it's just, just starting. Uh, mm-hmm. We are looking at increasing that more and more and more and more. The challenge was um, to secure the the best possible source for recycled uh, recycled PET, um, and and making sure that you know there is no you know n- no no risk of any BPA or phthalate or any of that going into right. our production process. We uh, very strictly test for that as well. Forgot to mention that, but that part of the of the incoming inspection that we do on our recycled yarn, uh, it's looking at any type of heavy metal BPF talent content as well. So that goes through the same process. Right. Um, and it's, that was, the first thing was, how do we make sure that the yarn is, you know, in a sense, clean? Right. Um, two is, how do we make sure that it performs physically on par with the, the, the classic, the virgin uh, PET? Right. Um, and that was, that was more of a challenge, clearly. That was, that was where the technical part was starting to be a bit more challenging. You need to imagine that when you, when you are at the spinning part, so spinning meanings the very initial part of your process, when you melt your polyester pellet and you turn that into your, your yarn, mm-hmm. um, the, we are talking about a size that is extremely small. So any kind of impurities that is within your plastic will mm-hmm. come and, and block the whole, the whole machine, basically. Okay? Wow. You, need to have, you have it as pure as possible. So that's okay when, it's, when you're, you're working with virgin, virgin polyester. Right. Plastic itself, it's a pure polymer. There's not much impurities inside. As soon as you start using recycled, you because it has been already used, because it has been through a recycling process, there is bound to be impurities inside. Right. So it's 
how do we source, how do we work with the best possible suppliers of recycled PET pellets that really pay attention to removing as many impurities and you know delivering recycled PET pellets that are as almost as as uh, pure as virgin polyester. Right. Um, and that was the challenge. Um, but the the industry uh, is is growing, and we've managed to work with um, some of the suppliers that are really at the forefront of this. And, and they are here, they're here in China. You know, they are they are not they're not anywhere else. Right. Um, and we are going to scale this up, and we have already scaled up for the last few years. But it's you know expect to see more and more and more recycled uh, plastic in our product, recycled the polyester. Um, and maybe other things as well that are going to be recycled. <laughs> uh, but it's clearly like it's, um, you know, it makes sense because now we know that it performs the same. Right. Now we know that it's uh, it's clearly so much aligned with what we want to achieve. Right. If you think about it, you know, what's the best way to to reduce your, your carbon footprint is to use a product as long as you can. Okay. It's to go away from this fast consumerism where you change things constantly, you know. Right. So Norex is really, that's the philosophy, you know, it's we have our, we have our two years warranty, we deliver high quality product. The whole point is when you buy your cloth, you know that it's going to be reliable and you can use it for longer than anything you can find in retail. Right. What's the best and to say, you know, what's, what, what's the main consideration of this cloth has already been used, it has already a life, had a life before. So you keep on using, you keep on increasing that, you know, that life of this this polyester. So you further reduce the carbon footprint of um, that that you have by using this product. So uh, it goes very very well with the philosophy. It performed the same way. Uh, it was really about finding the right partners with enough capacity to deliver for what we need, mm -hmm. and we are there now. So it's not just about you know doing more and more. Right. To the, to, to the bamboo and to the, uh, to, to, I would say, those different type of, uh, of fibers, um, it's the, the challenge here is to find the right fiber for the right application. You know, we don't want to start using fibers that are not performing as well as our microfiber for the application when we, we use it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so how, do we, how, do we, how can we combine different sources of fibers where we, can, we are still confident that the the finished good is still going to be a very high performing finished good. Right. And how do we at the same time um, source fibers where the, the supply chain, the sustainability that goes into the production of this, of this fiber is, you know, very good. Right. Uh, and we can be proud of that. So uh, the bamboo cloth was the, uh, the first one. So it's, uh, it's, the, 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 it's a mix of microfiber with uh, bamboo, uh, bamboo viscose that we source from a, from a local supplier here. Um, but we, it took us a long time to find the right partner. Um, we, we, we worked with, um, with different uh, textile certification agency that guided us to, um, to, a, to a partner here in North China that is using um, FSC certified forest, where basically the source from the beginning, from the raw material, from, from, the, from the, the bamboo, um, it's really sustainable by itself, you know, and, and their process, they're trying to eliminate all the, um, all the, 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 the harsh chemical elements that could go into uh, viscose making. So the, uh, we work with a partner that is quite high in the, in the ranking of the, um, of this, uh, of this, you know, uh, new, new type of, um, fibers. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the, we are looking at launching very soon new products that are going beyond just uh, microfiber as well. Right. Uh, but keeping in mind the same philosophy that, that has made Nordics. Right. Well, I think you, you said a couple of things there that I, I think are super important. And, and one being the importance of, of the right material for the right job, right? And we will not compromise on that. And that takes time. That takes a lot of research. That takes a lot of development to to ensure that the product is the the textile is the right fabric for the right job. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that you said, which I wholeheartedly support, is that at its core, quality is sustainability. Mm-hmm. When you create a product that lasts for as long as ours last, and it means that you don't have to keep buying, uh, you know, lower grade microfiber, that in and of itself is a very strong sustainability story. We want our products to last a long time. We want them to be still incredibly effective, even, you know, two years down the line when you're using them, of course, or longer, because we know mm-hmm. that the microfiber um, certainly has been out there and lasts longer than that. But that idea of, of, of sustainability being equal to the quality level, and certainly ours is an incredibly high quality level. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Julian, I am going, this has been amazing. I have learned even more just talking with you today. I'm so excited. I guarantee we're going to have to do another podcast. So you just prepare <laughs> yourself for that. Um, but I appreciate everything you've shared here. I think it's very um, enlightening about how we develop our our product, how we test our product, and kind of a little bit futuristic looking at, at where we're gonna gonna be going. Mm-hmm. With it. So I appreciate you very much coming on and uh, we will definitely be talking to you again soon. Thank you, Hemi. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to share with friends and family and don't forget to follow and subscribe.